I'd much rather see you prepared for what I believe is on the horizon, according to God's Word, than to be surprised. Much rather you be prepared than be surprised. Turn with me to 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Now, what that means is, Holy Spirit really wants you to pay attention to what's about to be written here. No other place in the Scripture does it use the word here expressly. So something important is about to be told to the church, the body of Christ. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Pay attention to what's about to be said. What's he speaking expressly? That in the latter times, some, not all, some, shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. This week, I heard that Mark Zuckerberg, anybody know who Mark Zuckerberg is? Anybody ever heard of Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg is the one that got Facebook going. And Mark Zuckerberg is in the process of signing contracts with some of the mega church groups, primarily Hillsong in Atlanta. I mean, there's Facebook signing global faith partnerships, including Hillsong. We're going to talk a little bit about Hillsong and why that should cause us a lot of distress and concern, whether it be the Hillsong churches or seven of them, uh, uh, the Bethel Church, and their doctrinal position and the things that they are teaching that really are for those who desire to have their ears scratched. So if Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook are wanting to sign these contracts with churches, these mega churches like Hillsong, that is highly charismatic, highly Pentecostal, uh, and basically what Mark Zuckerberg has said is that he wants to connect with God digitally. He wants everyone to connect with God digitally. That's hard to say when you're from Alabama. Digitally, digitally. He wants Facebook to be the home for religious community. So forget the fact that God's Word tells us in Hebrews that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And how important it is for the local body to come together so we can hold each other accountable. But see, what's put this idea in their mind, what put this idea in their head, was the fact that this Wuhan virus... COVID was dropped on us. Now, 
I am not saying that COVID-19 is not a deadly, serious, severe virus. We have enough nurses and doctors here that will tell you it is. But friends, I believe that it has been used to cause fear and confusion much more than the virus calls for. What's happened, at the beginning you heard a little bit about herd immunity, now you hear a lot about herd mentality, where they're all jumping on the bandwagon, and they're all saying things and doing things, and started with a mask, now it's talking about the, the vaccine, that you need to get the vaccine, uh, things that, that concern me a great deal. But it's because of this COVID virus, and, and, and I want you to understand, I'm approaching this not from the standpoint that the virus is not real, but that the virus is being used to advance an agenda that is anti-God, that is anti-church, that is globalist in its nature, it is elitist, and it's, all, it's part of the plan to put you under, their, under control and, and usher in, I think, the Great Reset. Didn't hear any amens, but okay. So what's happened, because on the early stages, remember how we came here and we Zoomed, or actually we went on Facebook, and everybody could st- sit at home and in their pajamas, sipping coffee, Boy, that's kind of nice. I couldn't, but a lot of other people did. And they get used to that, and that has really become a popular thing to do. And they're thinking, wow, if we could become the world's go-to place for church, then wouldn't that be wonderful? Except for, then Facebook con- controls what? The content. They control the message. They can control what's preached. I mean, even now. How many of you have ever been in Facebook jail? Okay, well, you guys are you're good citizens. They're... There are a lot of people that are in face that, that if you say something contradictory to Facebook's standards, and let me tell you, those standards are really, uh, if, if you are a Christian conservative and you say, speak truth, uh, that can land you in Facebook jail. It goes against their community standards, and buddy, you're in jail. Can you imagine if Facebook starts controlling the message of what's being proclaimed as people are staying home, not going to their places of worship, not going and sitting in pews, not being held accountable. I mean, it's important that we fellowship. And God's Word tells us that we are to not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. See, it's, it's bad enough if Let's say Facebook came to us and they said, Rick, we want you to be the church that we broadcast to every home in America. 
You know what I'd tell them? Okay. No, I would tell them, absolutely not. No. I, that, that would not be right for them to do that. So I'm opposed to just Facebook, Facebook making a community where people just sit home and become lazy Christians. That, that, just, would, that just wouldn't be right. So I would be opposed to Facebook doing that. But it's the churches that Facebook is uh, embracing and saying, we want you to be the face of our church. And if you, if you don't think this is happening, anybody see Fox News this morning? I didn't see it, but I was told. Linda, what was reported on Fox News this morning? Good. Yeah. Just this morning, on a news broadcast, there was a woman on advocating, pushing people stay home and let's use Facebook as our church. So that kind of tells you how serious they are about doing this. But so again, I would be opposed to it if it was if it was our church. Or if it were our church, I would be just as opposed to it. But it's the churches that they are addressing and wanting to go to. As a matter of fact, some whistleblowers that were connected to the Hills, Hillsong Church in New York uh, went to the Good News Network, and they reported in December 2020, a guy by the name of Jeffrey Greider, Jeffrey Greider, uh, wrote this article where these whistleblowers, these people, staff and people who worked in the uh, Hillsong Church in New York says that Hillsong Church New York is a snake pit of, of open demonic activity. It is run like the Playboy Mansion. Now, one of my questions would be, how do you know how the Playboy Mansion is run? But that's, but that's what they said. Well, you say, well, that's just the New York church, uh, Hillsong. The Hillsong Church in the United Kingdom, in England, one of its people went online. He produced a short video that shows that a satanic ritual on Resurrection Sunday, we, that's what we call it, everybody else calls it Easter, but on Easter, a satanic ritual was actually performed on stage. This, this is the church that is promoting, it, well, it's just unbelievable what they, they're promoting. We're going to get into some of that in a second. But these whistleblowers and we can assume that all seven of the other churches are the same way. And, and by the way, they have hundreds of thousands of, of followers. They're a mega church. And by the way, talking about the mega churches and how serious condition so many of these churches are in, 
and a warning that should just go beep, 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 and the red flags. Do you know how much money that these churches across America took in PPP benefits? $78 million. Church, you better not be taking money from the government. You better not be accepting anything from the government. But Hillsong, it, it's an incredible the amount of money that they took. And the Bethel Church. But Adrian Rogers, they took some. Uh, uh, David Jeremiah, they took So it's not just them. Well, let that be a warning. Church, you better stay away from any check the government wants to issue you. Anyway, that's, that's a sidebar. But these whistleblowers talked about the rampant sexual perversions that take place in the church that Facebook wants to contract with to broadcast into our homes. Their financial dealings and expenditures are questionable. Their lavish lifestyle makes Beyonce blush. It, I guess... I'm not even sure who she is, but it fit. Their celebrity status is unbelievable. They rake in millions and millions of dollars. And their attitude is, you want to be wealthy and healthy? Why, you look at us. We, we must be... We must, God must be blessing us because look how much money we have. Look at the suits we wear, the, the cars we drive, the homes we live in. Why, look at, look at us. And people go, wow, I want God to bless me like that, so I'm going to send them money. And they rake it in. That's one of the churches that Facebook wants To contract with. By the way, Hillsong, and, and don't think for a second that, that I'm jealous or envious of those large crowds and their popularity. And I, I, not at all. As a matter of fact, I think the scriptures teach that when you teach the truth, you're, you're the flock you're going to have is going to be a little smaller than those that are preaching things that itching ears want to hear. As a matter of fact, you know what my philosophy is when it comes to money and income? Look at Proverbs. This will be a good time to show you this. Look at Proverbs. I think this needs to be the guideline for every, every pastor in every church. Proverbs chapter 30. Well, let's start with verse 5 because Proverbs, what a wonderful verse this is. But Proverbs chapter 30, start with verse 5. Verse 5 has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, but that's just such a good verse. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. We need to remember that verse. But let's look on down. Look at verse 7. That's the verse I want you to look at. Verse 7, two things have I required of thee, 
Deny me them not before I die. Preachers, listen to this. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Why? Look at verse 9. Lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. That's a good formula. That's a good basis. Lord, don't make me poor. Don't make me rich. That is the answer to all of these mega churches and their riches. This prosperity preaching teaching that's of Satan. This name it and claim it. It's not scriptural. But anyway, back to Hillsong. Hillsong. This is the church that Facebook is pushing. And I'm I'm telling you all this because we're going to hit the other part of that verse that talks about seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And if you don't think that's what America's about to get a full gullet full, if they go that direction then you're sadly mistaken. Hillsong has tremendous youth ministries. When I say that, I'm talking about a large number of youth ministries. They bring in kids. Uh, a lot of the millennials are, are going there, and they have youth events, and they have young adult events. Do you know one of the things they do? They have them all fill out an application with their name and their address and pertinent information but on that form it also states you know they sign that it's called the sin file basically is what they actually have a name for it's called the sin file that you're giving them permission to keep records of the things that you share with your counselor do you realize how dangerous that is the amount of blackmail and I don't know about extortion from a teenager, but do you realize how that could be used and abused? That, to me, that's, that, that is serious. They justified by saying, well, we want to keep all this data. I bet you do. See, that flies in direct opposition of forgetting those things which are behind. We press toward the mark of the prize. Hey, God removes our sin as far as the east is from the west, yet you want to keep a file of it so you can bring it up later and use it against me if if you think it would be in your best interest? No, thank you. No, thank you. Their doctrine is so questionable. I don't even want to get started to a large degree with their doctrine. But know this, the mother church in Australia, with Brian Houston is the pastor, um, he is the one that coined the phrase Chrislam. He is the pastor that said there's no difference between the God that we serve and the God that Muslims serve. That it's the same God. Folks, Could you be associated with a group of people that hold to that truth? Do you serve the same God? 
No. Yet that's the church that Facebook wants to go viral with. They want to connect with, want you to connect with God digitally. Facebook wants to be the home for religious community. If you don't think the COVID virus, there's not an agenda to push forward with our businesses, our medical practices, uh, our churches, using this to bring about a planned, orchestrated control, then one of us is, is not thinking straight. And that's just the next step that you're going to see. Keep your ears open. But Facebook entered into this contract to beam its services into every home with the idea of bringing community together and keeping people safe during the pandemic. And here's the thing you need to understand. There is no way, nor would I want to, by the way, there is no way that St. Louis Bible Fellowship could compete, not that we would want to do that, with Bethel Church and Hillsong music services. There's no way. Their, their stage production, high energy, I mean, it, is, it makes New York Broadway wish they could do what they do. It's entertainment from the time it starts to the time it ends. High energy entertainment. To call and, and invite people to come to St. Louis Bible Fellowship, I mean, the only thing you're going to get here is the truth and a hug. That, that's what you're going to get here. You're going to get a truth, you're going to get a hug, but we can't, we can't compete with what's going to be going on. People are going to stay home. But they can't, well, they sure don't compete with the truth. Let me tell you, And not only that, High Hill, uh, High Hill, Hill Song, their position is extremely politically correct. So that's why they're being embraced by a lot of famous movie stars and people like Mark Zuckerberg. People just feel good about who they are. And what they are. Their soft stand on the homosexual lifestyle. Their soft, their, their really soft stand on abortion. Their desire to be accepted by, by the world. And they, they'll even say that. Let me tell you what the Bible says about that. Let me tell you what you'll get here instead. Hey, if the world accepts us, we're doing something wrong. Look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. I would tell you to watch a Hillsong service, but I won't. They are anything but not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Look at 1 John chapter 1. Look at 1 John chapter 1. I'm sorry, 2 John. I mean 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. 1 John chapter 2, 15, 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Read that verse and then watch a Hillsong service or a Bethel service. You'll be startled. Look at 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 4. Yeah, it's not that one. Okay. But there's another good one that talks about not loving, loving the things of the world, not compromising with the world, not embracing the world, but standing in opposition when things are so evil that it causes people not to be able to tell you the difference between the world and what's going on going on there one of the, the one thing about hillsong and so many of these other mega church groups is that they are part and hillsong is one of the hubs for this group and i challenge you I encourage you to do a bunch of research on your own. Be good Bereans when it comes to this. You search for yourself. You don't believe this just because I'm telling you. You research it. You find out what it is they believe. And let me encourage you to research the new apostolic reformation, which Hillsong is a part of. Some people have heard of it as the the latter rain group or the kingdom now group 
or the manifest sons of God. You ever heard of any of this? Good. That means you've had your nose in the book and you've been studying. Uh, the, manifest, the, the manifest sons of God is, is the belief that Christ is not going to have to come back. That what's going to happen eventually if, is that enough Christians are going to get so righteous and so holy and so right and so Christ-like that Christ is not going to come back, going to have to come back because we're going to be Christ on earth. We're going to be little gods ourselves. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you something. There's a trap just last Christmas in our cantata. We sang a song that I didn't know at the time was a Hillsong song. Hillsong song. It, it was by Hillsong. And the name of that song was, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, but it, we, it part of the cantata that talked about the fact that, God, you didn't want heaven without us. So you brought heaven down. You remember that? What a beautiful name is the name of the song. It's a beautiful song. But part of that is you, you didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. You know, and I read it and sing it and thinking, well, it's Christ coming because from heaven. Oh, but that's not what it's talking about. You didn't want heaven without us, so you're making earth heaven. That's, that's all part of the new apostolic Reformation belief. The whole part of the Reformation, the new apostolic Reformation, is they teach a false Jesus, that he's not God. They preach a false gospel. They preach the gospel of power, the good news of power that you are going to speak in tongues, the sign gifts are going to be obvious, that the wonders of heaven are going to come down among you, and that in order to prove that God indwells within you, you're going to speak in tongues, you're going to have that, that experience, and that's the good news. It's the gospel of power, and you're going to be able to perform all of these signs and wonders. You're going to be able to tap heaven's resources, and if you don't, you're not a child of God. That's the church. Those are the groups that Facebook is wanting to beam into your house. Using COVID as stay at home. You're going to catch this virus that 99.8% of the people won't get or will recover from if they get it, but stay home. They teach new age metaphysical teachings. And then their strategy to bring heaven to earth under the guise of the manifest sons of God. That's the church. Back to 1 Timothy. Chapter 4. Verse 1. Again. 
Now the Spirit speaks expressly that the latter, and that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. Now, folks, we believe in eternal security. This is not talking about losing their salvation. But when it says depart from the faith, it, it means that they're not going to be preaching the true doctrine. Look, look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. See, Paul was telling Timothy about this again. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. For the time will come. Can anybody say 2021? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. When it says depart from the faith, well, here, look at Titus. Look at verse 16. This describes... Paul writing to Titus describes what we're talking about here. Titus chapter 1, verse 16, Tim. They profess, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable and disobedient and in, unto every good work reprobate. These are those who have departed, apostatized, that have drawn away. Uh, look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're not going to have a chance to get there today, but hope so. But, but look at verse 5. Because I think, I think 2 Timothy chapter 3 is talking about the typical church in the last days and conditions that are going to be existing in churches. It certainly will if Facebook has its way and everybody's staying home listening to Hillsong music and, and Hillsong preachers and Bethel preachers. Look at verse 5. This describes the people it's talking about. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further. Hallelujah. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. It's a promise we have from God. But in the latter day some shall depart from the faith. These are men who never knew God anyway that they use the church, they use religion, they use it for their own selfish desires. They're going to depart from the faith 
giving heed to seducing spirits. The word seducing there is also deceiving. Deceiving spirits. And folks, I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going on. Whenever you teach that Jesus is not God, but He's a model of God, and we can attain the same level, that's a deceiving spirit. That's a lying spirit that's saying that. And doctrines of devils. Now, I I have written here in my note, uh, New Age teaching. And I really think it is, because I think even these other churches are getting into metaphysical and uh, uh, contemplative prayer and and all of that type of thing. They're getting into that. Uh, But I think there's doctrines of devils, if ever there was one, is that Jesus is not truly God. And so many other things that they that they adhere to. But seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, corrupting the Word of God for their own pleasure, for their own riches, for their own use, beware. Look at verse 2, 1 Timothy. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. I mean, these, these fellows, they've gone so deep and beyond that their conscience is seared. That means you can't still pray for them. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What are they doing? Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Now, forbidding to marry, I can't tell you for how many years as I was a young pastor, I went, aha, the Catholic Church, boy, this pounds the Catholic Church. Well, the Catholic Church only prohibits its pastors or its preachers, priests, and, and the nuns from getting married. Everybody else, they encourage to get married. And they only command you not to eat meats on Friday. So that's kind of weak. But if because, can you imagine if the coronavirus is being blamed on the meat that we eat today? Can can you imagine if the coronavirus was being blamed on the meat? Why? Heaven help us. Oh, to help prevent pandemic, stop eating meat. That was a news article. Yeah, but that's just one. The end of meat is here in the New York Times. Why? Because of the coronavirus. The casual relationship between the eating animals and viral epidemics. Scientists propose tax on meat and livestock to help avert future pandemics. Why COVID-19 should make us rethink our relationship with meat. If you don't think the coronavirus has been orchestrated and has been dumped on us in order to bring about the latter-day prophecies, then you don't know God's Word. 
See, I know people that don't eat meat. I, I'm allergic to red meat. I hate that. I am. It's called alpha-gal. I had a tick bite me, and, and that caused a reaction, and I have to be very careful. I can't eat red meat. And it's one thing if, if somebody says, I don't want to eat red meat, or I don't want to eat meat in general, and that's your personal choice. That's, there are people, vegans, some of them, I know a lot of Christians that are vegans, and it's, they're healthy, and I don't have a problem. If that is your personal preference, and you want to do that, I'm all for you. That's not what it says here. Commanding to abstain from meat. There is a difference. Commanding to abstain from meats. Forbidding to marry. Hmm. Marriage should be abolished. The civil partnership debate proves that. There are others, but that was the best... There is a movement to abolish marriage. I couldn't find one connected to COVID, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's not one out there someplace. But that marriage should be abolished. Folks, we're living in the last days. We're living in the last days. Things are accelerating at such a speed we need to be sharing the gospel with our loved ones. We need to be reaching out to a world that's so confused that are asking questions. We need to have the answers and making sure they hear the truth. Jesus Christ saves. That he, he alone is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by Him. We need to be standing on the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. So when foolish things like Facebook is contracting with, with these mega churches that do not teach the gospel of the grace of God, that we want you to stay home where you'll be safe. That's not the reason they want you to stay home. They want you to stay home so you'll listen to a false gospel. And we're not going to do it. I may be the only, well, that's not true of this church. Folks, you need to look around you, and you need to praise God for the people who are in this church. And their love for God, their love for one another, their love for His Word. I had a guy from Australia just a couple of weeks ago. He was asking me about our church. He calls me every so often during the week. And uh, we just talk theology, and he's just a sweet old guy. He's never been married, uh, but he, he loves God and loves his word. Uh, he asked me about our church. He said, does your church people, do they really bring their Bibles to church? <laughs> I went, yeah. Do they read their Bible during the week? I was thrilled to say, Yes. Do your church people ask you questions? Oh, man. Do they ask me questions? Do your church people have debates on scriptural doctrine? <laughs> you want to get involved in one? <laughs> Come to our church. 
Folks, that's what God demands us to be Bereans so that we recognize these loony, last-day, satanic things that are happening. Now, just to be fair, if you go on Hillsong's, and, and I encourage you to do this, go on Hillsong's website and look for their doctrinal, what they believe. And most of it is, is it's, it's good, it's typical, Pentecostal, charismatic. Um, but what people write is one thing. What people say in their services and do in their services, that's another. And that's why we need to be careful. I, I am not lambasting. I know it sounds like it. Okay, maybe I am a little bit. But it's only because I love the truth of God's Word. And I think we need to expose. We need to make people aware of the direction that we are going. If I ever quit trying to lead you from God's Word and point out what God's Word says, you need to find a different preacher. You have my blessing to fire me. Because this is what's critical. This is what's critical. It's the Word of God. And because we are so close to the end, let me encourage you to take your children aside, to take your family members aside, and in love and tenderness, pray about it before you do it. Lord, help me to do this, not argumentatively, not hostily, but help me to do it with the Spirit's leading and share the gospel. The thing that brought me to Christ, wanting to know more about Him, was my grandmother who just harped on the Lord coming back all the time. I loved my grandmother. I learned a lot of stuff from my grandmother. But every time I was with her, which was a lot, we would sit at the kitchen table Ricky, sit down, boy. I want to talk to you. And she'd sit on one chair and I'd be on the other. And she'd say, I want you to know about Jesus. I want you to know that he's coming back. And it would scare me to death, the thoughts of him coming back. So if it did me, if the Holy Spirit used those truths to cause in my heart a desire to know him, he is going to do that in your loved one's heart. You put that seed there. You pray, God, water it, water it. Their, their eternity is at stake. Lord, water that. And God, only you can give the increase. Let's pray. Father, we stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of your word and how you just tell us. And you command us to tell others. You command us to teach these things, to preach these things, to bring to people's attention these truths. Lord, may we be faithful to do that. 
And Father, I pray this morning, if there's anyone here who is not saved, they have never placed their faith and trust in you, that this moment will be that moment in time that they trust Christ, they trust you, that you died for them, was buried and rose again, that you did it for them, that you paid the debt of sin they owe, and by faith they place their trust in Christ. And Father, you make them a new creation, and they become heaven-bound. We thank you for that truth and that salvation. And we pray these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen.